Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the toast. And happy Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend, weekend. Friday, Friday. Getting down on Friday. Hey. Ooh. How you darn? Darn good. Happy Friday, everyone. We made it. We went through a little hump in the latter half of the week. If not you, even. Not even. Not this e- has been a week. It has been a week. But doing Theo, audio. Emergency oh, right. room. Right. Flashlight. Oh, good. Yeah. My first period. Jackie O being hit. By the sinus infection. My God, every day it's something else. Passport. That was kind of like a win for us. Not really. Passport to Paris. Such a good movie. I have to go back and watch all those Mary Kate Nashley movies. I've actually been getting like clips of them on my TikTok. They're so good. They age so well. I watched them a few years ago. Maybe it was during COVID or maybe it was before. And like they are truly masterpieces. Like switching goals. Wouldn't change a thing. What do you think is the best one? It just depends on like your vibe and, and what kind of city you want to be in. I think Our Lips Are Sealed is utter perfection. Oh, our Lips Are But so sealed. is Holiday in the Sun, like the yeah. commercial for Atlantis. Yeah. Passport to Paris is great. New York Minute is unreal. But they're a little older. They're more mature. It's a little more exciting. Yeah, no, the New York Minute one is like kind of advanced. You know, they're skipping school. They're kissing boys. They're kind, kind of crazy. Like fast. Yeah, no, they're kind of like loose. Well, just the one and the other one has to be pushed into it. Right, right. But, you know, in the end, it ends up being good for both of them. Yeah. They're all really amazing, except for winning London. That one, like, just doesn't stick with me. I don't even remember that one. What's the plot? They're, like, doing, like, they're part of mock trial or something, and their team goes to London. Not mock trial, but what's the other one? Uh, Model UN. Model UN. It was something like that. I was on Model UN. Yeah, so they're a Model UN, and the competition's in London, and the competition is stiff. By the way, I went to a Model UN competition in high school. It is stiff. I think that, like, Model UN probably accomplishes more than the actual UN. Yeah, no. And I really learned a lot about the inner workings of the UN. Um, I kind of had, like, an irrelevant country, which was annoying, because, like, the topic at hand was, like, Iran and nuclear. Like, it was a serious topic given for the, for the, uh, the conference, and I was Mongolia. And when I tell you, like, no one remains less affected in, like, world news than <laughs> Mongolia. Like, they just, they're like a small farm. Co- like, they just really had nothing to say. But, like, your grade and your participation is based on your what you contribute. So I'm, like, making shit up about the kids. And it was a transformative experience. Was it hard for you to not really be, like, a, a star player in the Iran nuclear negotiations? I was like, I either want to be Iran, America, or like Russia, or I'm out of here. You could be Israel. You could right. be at really any nuclear power. Yeah. Because then you have say. Right. And I had literally no say. And they said it was like random assignments of, of the countries. But I like got really into Model UN. I think me and my friends like tried out. Partially as a joke, but also we were juniors. Like you just needed to like stack your resume for college. So we were like, you know... We were like, no one's going to join Model UN. And we all like got to the audition. And I was the only one who made it. And like, I actually loved it. And it was just like, a, I, I stumbled into a passion of mine. Are you fighting. supposed to be a diplomat? I, the thing is, I'm not very diplomatic. 
Like the part of being a diplomat that like requires you to be diplomatic is not my strong suit. But the part where you get on the floor, like fight for your rights. Oh, that's so me. Yeah, I see that for you. I feel like we'd be a good, it's, it's never just like one person that represents. It's a well, team. Actually, yes, literally it's one person represents the country, but there's always like a team of people at the table where people have like different strengths. Even in like the UN, there's obviously uh-huh. the speaker, translator, right. et cetera, et cetera. Um, I feel like we'd be a good team because I don't want the floor, but mm-hmm. I am extremely diplomatic. And you get like a weirdly a lot of perks as a diplomat. Like I think you get like immunity from like crimes and shit. Yeah. And you get like housing in your, in like a foreign country. And it's usually Uh, like the ambassador houses in New York City are like townhomes. They're kind of gorgeous. There is a delegacy, delegacy. Is that the right word? Is it one person or? No, like the country of some country owns the entire floor in my building. So like the embassy? Yeah, no, but it's like for the diplomats. That's where they live when they come to town. And you can't I even think get the there. think diplomats live in the embassy. Claudia, this live is literally in- passport to Paris. <laughs> Jackie, they don't live in the embassy. The embassy is like for people who are for from tra- your country. Yes, but no. Travelers. But why wouldn't they live at the embassy, like shorten the commute? I mean, for sure, because it's an office building, but then they also have like residences. And one of the residences is in my building. And you, by the way, like one of the, it's like impossible to get to only one of the elevators goes and it has like a secret code. I've never seen it. And actually, I don't even know because Ben was the one who told me that like he actually met some one of the delegates and they told him and it was like a whole big secret. It's like kind of like a crazy thing. It is, but that is Passport to Paris. I'm pretty sure their dad like got- Is a delegate. Uh, is, yeah, he's a diplomat. And they live in like this mansion and they eat McDonald's with their chef. Yeah. Privilege. Privilege. Mary Kay and Ashley were totally privileged. No, when they went on holiday in the sun and they flew to Bahamas, they flew private. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Like they didn't even try to be like normal in, in the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of love that for them. It's like we're these twin billionaires. Deal with it. Yeah. I get what I want. And this winter break... I want Jordan. Sucks to suck. Ugh, such an iconic moment in time. Justice for the kids today, he'll never have that. No, they have crap. Crap. Actually, you know what they do have, even though it's not for kids, but I'm just trying to segue. I started a new show last night um, on HBO Max. It's called The Other Two. The fuck is and that? And I'm surprised nobody, like, and I was surprised to see somebody told me to watch it. I'm like, oh, it must be like, you know, the first couple of episodes. No, we're like well into season two. I doubt it. Like, I haven't heard a thing about it, but it's produced by Lauren Michaels and it stars Molly Shannon. And basically Molly Shannon has three kids, two older ones and one younger one. And the younger one becomes like overnight, like a Justin Bieber. He like posts this video and the other two kids are like, you know, one of them's an aspiring actor, but he's, you know failing and he's just like you know going to auditions in between shifts at a restaurant and the other is like this failed dancer and she doesn't know what to do with her life and like don't know what to do because their brother is like becoming so rich and famous and the writing oh my god it is hysterical there was like this scene and it's like kind of stacked like Wanda Sykes is in it they um they sit the family down and have this binder they had a PR company go through like all the bad things that they've ever done that could reflect poorly on Chase, the younger brother. And the daughter obviously had like this huge binder full of problematic shit she never did. And they were like, did you dress as Terry Schiavo for Halloween? (laughs) It was such a niche reference. Like I hadn't heard the name Terry Schiavo in so many years. The writing is very funny. I actually think you would like it. Oh my God, I think I would like it too. That sounds really funny. I have seen one commercial for it. So I know like the Justin Bieber thing, like I have heard of that right Um, just but I thought it was maybe even a movie like I never saw it or heard about it again I started a new show yesterday too because I was sick and I was like what is something I've been saying I'll watch but I don't have the time and there were like a million things and I'm like I still don't want to watch them but I started Abbott Elementary because everybody said that I would like it and based on what I've seen about it it looks like I would like it and it's won so many awards so I was like okay and then it turned like it's like it's just a quick sitcom, which is exactly yeah. what I wanted on my sick day. Really easy to get into. I thought it was really cute and really funny. There are some really funny moments. I mean, Mrs. Howard is my queen. Yeah. Like, period. I don't want to hear anything from anyone. And Miss- you, by the way, you literally are Mrs. Howard. I literally am Mrs. Howard. Yeah. And Miss Teagues is just so annoying. That's who's Miss Teagues? Quinta Brunson's oh, character. Yeah. Oh my god! Like. 
I know she's the protagonist in every episode. She like learns her lesson and she's just like this over eager beaver. Right. Who just doesn't understand like how things actually work. She just lives in like fairyland and wants things to be perfect. But, like Mrs. Howard is working with what she has. It's so true. Mrs. Howard is a realist and that's me. What do you think about the principal? Because when I watched, everyone was like, the principal is so funny. I found her to be so annoying. I find her to be annoying, but she has some good moments. Yeah, the writing on the show is very good. Like, it's very funny. Yeah, there are just some really funny, like, tropes and characters. Of course, um, Chessie is in it, playing, like, this sexy Italian woman. Yeah. Who means business. But I thought it was really good. I think I probably watched like eight episodes and I really enjoyed it. It's nice to just have like a sitcom on that's, you know, not going to make me feel down or up or anything. Yep. Just like, you know, how most people watch Friends or 30 Rock. Like and there's so many campers. Yeah. And the campers are cute, but I feel like we don't get to know the campers on an individual level. Like we never hear from the same camper twice in two different yeah. episodes. No, it's so true. The campers are not like kind of They're kind of like stars. transient. I guess they're kind of extras. I guess that's how teachers, not, not how they feel about their students, but it's like you have them for one year and then it's a whole new batch. Like it's really not about them. It's really about the teacher's lounge drama. Right, Which right. is why I'm desperate to be a teacher. I know, I they know. have is to this, get to the teacher's lounge. Is this making you want to be a teacher more or less? Um, Both. There are yeah. certain aspects that I'm like, oh, that's fucking torture. Like, you mm -hmm. know, the kids peeing on the carpet. We don't have budget for new carpets. No, thank you. Like, just, like, the thought of, like, the books being, like, all sticky from, mm -hmm. like, kid paws. Mm -hmm. um, but the love of the campers, the teacher's lounge camaraderie, like, the vending machine guy and Melissa, I need to be there. It's exciting. Yeah, I guess none of the, like, really teachery aspects are what make me want to be a teacher, I guess. No, no, not at all. It's just, like, all the perks. Yeah, all the perks. I'm sure the teachers listening are like, yeah, all the perks yeah. of being a teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm so glad you finally started. That feels nice to check something off your list. Yeah, even though, like, the list is so long. It's, like, OBX season three, White Lotus. Okay, here's the thing. With White Lotus, like, part of the fun is being, you know, watching it with everyone else and, you know, being a part of something and guessing and theories all in the moment. I honestly don't think you, like, you're genuinely too late. Yeah, no, there have been so many times where it's like I've sit down to watch something and I can, I have the time and it's like White Lotus is on my list and I just continue to bypass it. Like, yeah, you can uh, probably remove it from your list. It's pretty much removed, but it's, it's just there just in case, you know, in an emergency, I need to download a show for a flight. Like, what am I yeah. going to do? Right, right. But still, I know who dies, so. Oh. Because she spoiled it in her speech. And now I've just but ruined it for you. Yeah. If you're listening and with a keen ear. Um, so we've got a great show. It's so great to be back in studio with you, Jax. There's, I really hate podcasting from home. Like it's really toxic. I didn't, did not leave my house yesterday. Like I don't, I'm not like a big, you know, leave the house-er. But when I do leave the house every day for the toast, I'm getting my required oxygen, my required vitamin D, the bare minimum. And I didn't get that yesterday. And like when I went to bed, I was not okay. Yeah, you need to leave your house in order to appreciate being in your house. You need to Such work for it. true words. You need, to, you need work. to earn it. Yeah, you need to earn it. For me, yesterday, the only difference between yesterday and today was obviously feeling sick, but just not putting on makeup because I still recorded in my studio, looking at my gorgeous turdy Lou on the screen right here but yeah I'm feeling like it's still without doing makeup and like video it just doesn't feel the same I just feel I know even though for people who listen as a podcast which is the majority of you nothing is different no that's the thing like yesterday to me was so different it was like a crazy was day radical Op opposite day opposite day everything's upside down and I always forget like literally a fifth of our audience watches maybe maybe less on YouTube so like as long as we're putting out premium audio like most of our audience remains unaffected. But to me, like, the big deal is, like, the studio, the bright lights, lights, camera, action. Yeah, because we're obsessed with being on camera because we're so just, true. like, egomaniacs. Maniacs. <laughs> Maniacs. Yeah. Maniacs. We're like, oh, no, there's people watching on YouTube. We must do video. And we must, and we do, and we will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus for the reels. Now everyone's doing it. I know. Like, it's so fun being ahead of the curve. Yeah, like... We've always done video and audio, so when we made the jump to reels, it was a no-brainer. But now people who've only ever done audio have to record themselves in order to make these reels. That's what's so interesting about, like, the podcasting landscape that's really actually confusing to me is, like, in the last year, podcasting has 
gotten even bigger. You know, we're in more households and podcasting has really taken over. But unless you're a podcast that films, you are irrelevant. Like, it's crazy to me how the medium at its core is audio focused, but like the biggest and the best and really a way to get ahead is to video it. I'm trying to think of podcasts in the top. I don't think, I don't think the daily does uh, like literally video. who even does the daily I like I who hosts I don't know I don't know a name I don't know a face yeah me neither it's a faceless podcast yeah but like the big podcasts are all done on video yeah especially like in comedy which is really yeah. what I compare my, ourselves to yeah I'm sure in the top like the crime ones don't do video yeah and the newsy ones like the daily news ones like NPR yeah but, but like NPR right, like is radio Heather McDonald does video mm-hmm. Does Smartless do video? They should. That's a good question. I feel like they don't because we would see their clips because they have like the All biggest over. celebrities in the world. You're so right. Office ladies, I feel I like know. they don't. I can't believe they're so big, you know, like the office. Like it's just, there's so many recap podcasts and like Well, re-watch. I think one, people love the office, but two, they must be great podcasters because mm-hmm. it's not enough to just be like a beloved show, rewatch show. Plus their interview, their most recent episode is an interview with Will Ferrell and like he's not even on the office. So it must be the office. I feel like they kind of evolved past the it. office and beyond. I should yeah. tell Zach to listen to that because he loves yeah. the office. <laughs> uh, David Spade and Dana Carvey have a podcast that's number five cool. today. I don't think they do video. Oh, our faves, Tom Segura and Christina They P. do video. They do, they do video. video. Theo Vaughn does video. Oh my God, I have recently stumbled into Theo Vaughn Stanhood. <laughs> um, I like never like had even heard of him. And then I went down such a fucking rabbit hole. He did an episode of In Bed with Joan. Remember that? What? Okay, but who is he primarily? I, I, a comic. A comic turned podcaster. Turned actor, like does a bunch of stuff. So when Joan had him on, he was just a he comic? He was a stand-up comic who I think had just released a movie or something. Okay. And he looks so different. I was shocked. He didn't have a mullet? And, no. And he's kind of like, and, and, and he, he's so different now. Like even his brand of comedy has evolved so much. I was like, who is this guy? Um, but thanks to TikTok, like I was served so many clips of his podcast. He's always saying the most out-of-pocket shit and he makes any conversation like the way we can like the good guys turn any conversation into like about food mm-hmm. or Judaism he will turn any conversation into this kid he grew up with in his neighborhood like oh there was a kid in my neighborhood who was blind like he oh there's a kid in his neighborhood for everything and it's so funny he's so funny and I really am so late but I'm just discovering yeah that is so funny and I'm, I'm glad he's going viral and that you're discovering him that way because that's what we're hoping for for us of course the reals like I never would have thought like Turdy Lou Theo Von Stan but that's the what reals. reals do they bring people together and they target you especially TikTok algorithm been, they know what I you need I was targeted by Tim Dillon videos is that how you discovered Tim Dillon I th- maybe on Twitter first yeah, I'm trying to think of the genesis, but like I think it was like he had some funny tweets and then he went on Joe Rogan and I happened to be doing like a road trip. So mm-hmm. it was like one of the more recent episodes. I was like, oh, this guy's funny. Like on Twitter, I'll listen. And right. Zach and I were crying, Tackling. crying. Oh, that's so And then funny. like he has his own podcast and I started following him on Instagram because he posts like videos from his episode and just the videos are so funny. And then we just like mm-hmm. send them back and forth. So yeah, I've been targeted, Turdy Lou. I'm a target. <laughs> No, and it, I feel like people are always asking us for like podcast advice or whatever. And the advice is like, if you ain't a reals people, you ain't a real relevant people. people. You ain't real people. Yeah. That's my advice of the day. Business advice. And it, once low. your podcast like, is in a good place, you're talking about interesting things. You're having a fresh, unique take on something and you're not just repeating what everyone else is saying. Right. No. And you're not like, be, I have a hot take. I have a really hot take. I know I'm going to get canceled for this. And they like do this whole big build up. And it's up. like donuts should be cold. No, no. Because no, no, no. Like, like they say something so obvious, you know. <laughs> and like, like something not even remotely cancelable. They say like, let me just wait. Let me think. Because there's like so many. Oh, okay. I got it. This is every podcast these days. <clears throat> I'm about to say something crazy, like hot take coming your way. Whoa. And honestly, I, like, I feel like I could get canceled for saying this, okay? Are you sure you want to say it? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> 
the word moist is disgusting. <laughs> it's like, uh, okay, unoriginal thought, not a good take, not a hot take, and like boring. Yeah. Oh, four for four. Four for four. Yeah. Um, okay, we have like a lot to get into. Selena Gomez is like starting more trouble. The Vanderpump Rules reunion was yesterday. We got some like paparazzi photos. We've got a lot from the reunion. We have seating charts. Uh, two yeah. shirts. Two seating charts. charts. We have recap story for Mandy. Paparazzi pictures. We have as much as we can do. It is the second story, not the first. They've been usurped by Selena. They've got to keep an eye out for Selena. That's what I'm currently doing right now. And that's what Theo's been doing all week. How's Theo's eye? Thank you for asking. It's much better. Pretty much the next day, it went back to normal once he had antibiotics in, and it hasn't been bothering him. Um, but he is still wearing his cone, and like he is so bothered by the cone. Today, he woke me up at like five in the morning he went to go scratch his ear and he was scratching the cone so it was like nails on vinyl mm. thank god i went back to sleep um oh god or else it would be another episode like tuesday yeah no i actually slept amazing last night i love sleeping in the bed alone with theo it's everything gorgeous angel excuse me bless you ready ready without further ado about do's eye here are the fast five stories that you need to know Today's episode is brought to you by Up Here on Hulu. Up Here is a musical series rom-com about two characters, Lindsay and Miguel, who are juggling career and crushes as they try to find love in New York City in 1999. Featuring original music, Up Here is a rom-com all about falling in love and discovering that the greatest obstacle to finding happiness together is yourself. Well, yourself and the treacherous world of obsession, fears, memories, and fantasies that live inside our heads. So it premieres on Hulu March 24th, which is today. And what's exciting about this is that it's from the director of Hamilton. It's from the screenwriter of Tick, Tick, Boom and the songwriters of the Book of Mormon and WandaVision. So that's Thomas Kale from Hamilton, Stephen Levinson from Tick, Tick, Boom, and Kristen and Bobby Lopez from the Book of Mormon and WandaVision. This is a story about two characters, Lindsay and Miguel, trying to find love in a big city. It's a story about the opinions of friends and family and how how they can manifest as voices in your heads. Up Here takes those inner voices of family and friends and shoves them into the daily lives of these everyday New Yorkers. Filled with raunch and ridiculousness, Up Here is about that magical time in your life when you had nothing figured out and all the time in which to think about it. So it's almost time for spring, which means the spring musicale is upon us. And Miss Darbus has selected Up Here on Hulu as the spring musicale. I love content that has original music. It's such a great way to discover new music, new things for your Spotify. Um, and Up Here premieres today, which is very exciting. So all the episodes of the musical rom-com Up Here are now streaming on Hulu starting today. That's all uh, Up Here. Up Here on Hulu streaming today. And speaking of singing, today's episode is also brought to you by the bed by Thuma. Now get a $25 credit towards your purchase of the bed plus free shipping in the continental U.S. when you go to thuma.co slash toast. That's Thuma. Thuma, Thuma, Thuma. Let me be your Thuma. Thuma, Thuma, Thuma. Let me be your Thuma. The bed by Thuma. Handcrafted by eco-friendly, high-quality upcycled wood, the bed has a modern, minimalist design that helps elevate any space. It's super supportive for your mattress, it's breathable, and it's made to naturally minimize noise and create space. The bed is put together using the timeless technique of Japanese joinery. Each piece locks into place, meaning no tools or excess hardware are required for assembly. So with clean lines and subtle curves, the bed is simple sophistication for your bedroom. Jackie, talk about your experience using Japanese joinery. Tell me about setting up the bed, because you know... We are not easily, we're not girls who easily set up furniture. No, we're not. But Thuma is made for girls like us. It's made for just humans in general who want wonderful, gorgeous furniture and don't want to spar with their partners putting it together. So it was really shockingly simple to put together the bed by Thuma. And now we have this gorgeous bed in our guest room that our guests have been loving. The Bed by Thuma is backed with a lifetime warranty. It ships right to your door in three easy-to-maneuver boxes and takes about five minutes to assemble with no tools required. And along with the bed, Thuma offers other bedroom essentials to elevate bedtime like the mattress, the nightstand, and the side table, and they all perfectly complement the bed. They also have financing options available on their website. So create that feeling of checking into your favorite boutique hotel suite, but at home, with The Bed by Thuma. And now go to thuma.co slash toast to receive a $25 credit towards your purchase of the bed plus free shipping in the continental U.S. That's Thuma, T-H-U-M-A dot C-O slash toast for a $25 credit. Thank you, Turdy Lou. 
What can I say except you're welcome? Our first story, Selena Gomez has posted to her Instagram story to weigh in on what is going on between her and Haley over the last few weeks. She posted a text story that said, Haley Bieber reached out to me and let me know that she has been receiving death threats and such hateful negativity. This isn't what I stand for. No one should have to experience hate or bullying. I've always advocated for kindness and really want this all to stop. Heart. In the words of, you know, pop icon JoJo, it's just a little too late, a little too long, and I can't wait, you know, all the right things to say, but you know it's just too little too late. Like, the wave of bullying is over. Like, it was a 10-day period of ruthless bullying about Haley's looks, her marriage, her business, everything. And now you want to come in and be the hero? I don't know. It's the timing ain't right for me. But do you not think that Haley recently reached out? Like maybe, maybe for know. you it seems like you know the articles have died down, the TikToks you're not seeing as much. But like maybe for Haley, like it's still unmanageable. And I think what's so crazy is like I'm sure the last thing Haley ever wanted to do was reach out to Selena and have to be like, I need your help. Um, but Selena is the only person who could stop this, considering yeah. one, it's her fans who have mm -hmm. taken up the, to their torches, and two, she fanned the flames for weeks. Yeah. No, and um, you're right. Selena really is the only one who can get these people to stop. But they're like, and now, so once she's posted that, I wanted to see what the Selenators were saying, the Jelena fans. Um, and they're like, isn't it funny how Selena had to post this and like Justin wouldn't even speak up for Haley? Like their marriage is a sham. Like it's nonstop. Like it's still, they're insatiable. What could Justin say that would satiate these people? I don't know. I just feel like, also like Justin, I mean, I'm sure his wife's mental health is of the utmost priority for real, but like he is like not okay. He's like dealing with mental, with health issues. He's oh, like right. doing better recently. But like on the one hand, I feel like if he posted like a text story, everyone would be like, Haley wrote this. And, blah, blah, blah. Right. and like he really can't. She held a gun to his head. He really can't come on and do a video because like he's not 100%. Is he still not? So he's doing better, he had said recently, but I don't think he's like totally cured. I don't know what his, what's going on. Got it. He's still like suffering a bit. So I don't know that he wants to like come on and do a selfie video. Please be nicer right. to my wife. No, so many things about this are so weird because at the end of the day, like the fans felt even more justified and even more passionate about going after Haley Bieber because Selena kind of sanctioned it with her comments on social media. Um, I do feel like this really is too late. I'm sure the threats are still coming, but it's not the height of it. So I think the timing is weird. I'm really shocked to even hear that Haley reached out to Selena because I'm sure that's the last thing on the planet that she wanted to do and this is just such a weird series of events yeah it is I couldn't believe when I like tapped Selena's story that I saw Haley Bieber's name like it was just like I never even thought she would say the words Haley Bieber like you know I know I just feel like the volume and the intensity of messages and threats that she must be receiving is like beyond Anything, anything that's been seen before because always like you know someone gets in trouble or someone's like this they get death threats and it's like um, please stop I'm getting death threats but like it's not even Haley saying it like she literally had to reach out to Selena like that's how bad it must be I know I feel really bad for Haley me too I hope that wants I hope that this stops it I don't have a lot of faith in Selena's fans yeah sorry sorry to say yeah. But I don't know why them reading this would give them any more gas to give Haley hate. Like Selena said, stop. Right. Well, no, that's their, they're always looking for a way to then continue to blame and make fun of Haley Bieber. So it's like, well, Selena had to post this and she's like trying to protect Haley and like Justin wouldn't. Right, right. That's what they're saying. Like it's, they're insatiable. Yeah. Leave Haley Bieber alone. I've had enough. <sighs> Me too. But I will say, um, her posting like some sickening photos of herself and making the caption the emoji of the ear. Oh yeah, because they started to say she looks like an ear. Yeah, and it's like, okay, let's not like just be delusional. Like Haley Bieber is arguably the most beautiful woman in the world right now. Like she looks like an ear, then the fuck do you look like? I wish my ears look like that. I have little Haley's. It's like, um. No, I don't wish my ears look like that. I wish I looked like that. What's that? Um. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, Aquamarine. don't say it, don't say it. Aquamarine. 
And little Haley started whispering compliments in my ears. That, that movie was also so good. Perfect, perfect, perfect. I, I feel like we've had this conversation before about how often I think fondly about Sarah Paxton. We have, and she was just in something. Good. I hope she has a long, illustrious career. She was in something that's really big that we don't watch. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, let me just pull it up quickly. Because obviously her iconic roles are Aquamarine and Sleepover. Sleepover. Oh, okay. She was in Blonde. What's Blonde? Oh, Anna yeah. Armas. Marilyn Monroe biopic. Okay, I guess that's, that's the one that she was in. Well, good. I'm glad she's booking roles. Yeah, same. Um, in terms of this Haley and Selena nonsense, like I pray this is the last we speak of it. I just wish everyone peace. Honestly, I hope Selena like, like learned a lesson here. Like the power of her words. Like she had to tell her fans to stop because she told them to start, you know? I hope she, she's putting that together. I don't think she's putting that together. I know, because the fans aren't. No, because, like, we're the only people saying that and we get like hate for saying that. She's like completely plausibly deniable in the sense that she never told them to start. She just like, right. you know, was just being a victim all over social media, which it had the effect of people wanting to right. defend her. But she would never, ever think that that was instigating anything. Well, I hope we can all, you know, take a look at this situation and realize not only were we wrong about the content, there was literally Haley and Kylie were never making fun of Selena Gomez. And we know that now even more with the mascara launch. Um, but you know, there are consequences for, and there are ramifications when you get involved with stuff like this. And one of the ramifications of Selena, like, you know, leaning into this victim role that her fans see her in was like the destruction of somebody's entire life. Yeah. Like there are consequences when you do things. So this was a really bad look for a lot of people. Yeah. And it, the thing is, like I said, I really don't expect much from the Selena fans and the Jelena stands. Like they're always going to be just a, a crazy fandom. I don't know why. But I, I, what was more disappointing and surprising was like kind of the adults in the room. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like commentators, you know, pop culture people, like the the articles were really like going along with this narrative that Haley was bullying Selena. And it's like, Grow up. Grow Like, don't you have, can't you see that that's not what's yeah. happening? Like, you really think that that's what's happening? Like, I saw so many reels, you know, podcasts, hot takes, Selena's, how is she, how is this, how could this be a coincidence? Right. That's not a hot take, by the way. What, people need to learn what the word hot take <laughs> means. Because hot take is when you say something that nobody else is saying. And everybody says the same shit. They recycle the same thoughts and be like, hot take. No, bring me back to my earlier point. This is a hot take because I feel like we're the only people who are like, what the fuck is going on? Like, nobody was bullying Selena. Selena's playing the victim and justice for Haley Bieber. That's a hot take, bitch. That's a hot take. Selena's playing the We really the need to learn the fucking definition of a hot take. Yeah, they do. That's the perfect example of what we were just talking about 10 minutes ago. Yeah. So that was more disappointing. Just like there were so few people who, could, who could see the situation clearly. And it's like, no, but you guys are like grown and- you know how right. these things work. There's no excuse. Yeah, there's no excuse. Anyways, let's get into our next story. Vanderpump Rules reunion day was yesterday. Lots has come out, even though I think they've kept as much under wraps as possible. But what's so crazy is just like this, these group of people have been like elevated. Like they get followed around by paparazzi now. Like there never would have been TMZ standing outside the Vanderpump reu reunion in the last 10 years. Of course. But now we're getting, you know, pictures of them on smoke breaks, getting out of their cars, seeing their outfits. Like we usually don't get to see outfits until Bravo releases a photo. So there's so much content because there's so much interest. Yeah. So first Tom and Raquel were pictured together for the first time since Scandaval. They are talking, taking, he's taking a smoke break. He's giving Cole Sprout with his cigarette oh. um they're taking a smoke no but break. by the way what? that's just like a fun fact about a lot of the vpr cast and i feel like back in the day we saw it a little bit because they all used to stand outside and do smoke breaks and that's our sir parking lot but like i feel like a lot of them smoke cigarettes yeah i think also they smoke when they drink i, I think yeah. they vape too they yeah, hide Raquel it. was vaping they, 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 it's not that they hide it on the show but i think they do a good job of just like not showing it so much like if we're gonna yeah. go have a serious conversation we're not gonna have cigs because we know it's gonna air but like yeah. we could go over there and have one yeah uh so tom and raquel chatted off stage by the trailers looks like they took a break from recording they're both head to toe in black which is probably a coincidence but a very odd one mm -hmm. uh he's having his cigarette and drinking a diet coke and she is talking to him 
It's unclear. It doesn't look harmonious. It also doesn't look acrimonious. It just looks no. like a conversation. Good use of the word acrimonious. Neither um, harmonious nor acrimonious. No, we got nothing. We got nothing from those photos. They just look like they're like they're genuinely just taking a break. They don't look particularly disheveled or distraught or in love. It's giving nothing. But we also got paparazzi pictures of Ariana showing up to the reunion. She, had, I guess, showed up like in full glam. Her hair and makeup, she looked sickening. Yeah, they all did. They do their makeup at home and stuff. And then she showed up in a boys lie sweatsuit, which like, you know, you think nothing of. We wear them all the time. But her thing said 1-800-BOYS-LIE, which I would have just thought like, oh, boys lie. I love that brand. But it means boys lie. lie. And like when you see it in the media like that, Ariana sending the message that boys lie. I'm like, honestly, boys lie. I feel like she maybe didn't even think of it. Like those sweatsets are just perfect it's to just show like up what to the you reunion. wear. But I know I'm sure like someone probably sent it to her or something like in the last few weeks. And it's like semi-coincidental. Yeah. We do now know like there are three different setups. You were saying the two different seating charts. But then there's also just a one-on-one with Andy and Tom and Ariana. Oh, and Tom and Ariana. Yeah. Okay, so now I want to talk about the seating charts because they've put forth two reunion seating charts, which answer a lot of questions, especially about the Sheena and Raquel of it all. I kind of just like figured they'd figure it out, but they haven't. They are abiding by the restraining order. And no, of course, but I'm glad that doesn't mean anybody's doing Zoom. No, of course, but like they will not ever be conversing, which is crazy, especially when they're going to try and talk about like the Schwartz, Raquel, Sheena, Katie drama. yeah. Like they won't no, you know what? be talking just, to each other. It really sucks for Sheena because to be honest, any footage that they air that doesn't have Raquel is not going to be as good. No, it sucks for Sheena. It really does. Even though Sheena maintains her innocence. She said she did not punch Raquel. She said she pushed her. Yeah, so a few things about the legal stuff. But first, here's the seating chart. Situation one, Andy in the middle. On his left side, we have Ariana, then Katie, then James, then Lala. Wow, Lala getting shafted. Yeah. I'm surprised that Lala's not in front of James. I know. I was thinking the same thing. But I'm sorry. Say what you want. James's commentary is fucking unmatched. Like, he's a star. Yes. And James is very germane to the Raquel Raquel. Tom situation. I know Lala has made herself a main character in the story. But it's not Logistically, it's just not. She's not as close to it. And then on his right side, it goes Lisa Vanderpump. Tom Sandoval, Raquel, Tom Schwartz. Damn, that's rough seating for Raquel. Yeah, but it makes a lot of sense to me. And then when they they switch, his left side stays the same. Ariana, Katie, James, Lala. His right side becomes Lisa, Tom Sandoval, Tom Schwartz, Sheena. Yeah, by the way, this restraining order is like really kind of the worst thing to happen to Sheena. Like she gets the worst seat. She doesn't get to be there half the time. Um... And that just sucks. Yeah, so apparently Raquel also served Sheena with some papers at the reunion uh, via Andy. Then Sheena's lawyer came out and said, these papers have no legal standing. There's no, they haven't been filed with courts or anything. Like there's no stamp on them. But correct me if I'm wrong. Like say I'm serving you, I don't know, say a cease and desist. Yeah. Do I have to file that through a court or it's like, you better cease and fucking desist or else we're going to court. That's a good question and one I'm ill-equipped to answer. But also, when you serve someone with papers, Andy can't serve. The person who serves papers is like a a a jester of the court. She was handed papers, not by Raquel, because obviously 100 feet have to be between them, 100 yards. So Andy gave them to Sheena. That doesn't seem like a legal servitude. No, okay, so change the word serve. Okay, so just like send. She, She was given papers. Got it. Um, the, the, I, don't, I don't understand a lot of the legal elements going on because I know Lala also, a lot of the girls got papers from Raquel's lawyers like a week or two ago. Um, I don't know what the what her legal you know strategy is because like what's the end game there? Yeah, I mean her serving Sheena with a restraining order was very extra, but I do feel like it's, it's a power move it's a, for sure. Yeah, like it's really throwing a wrench into everything. Like that's just one less person who gets to be there for the conversation. Mm-hmm. Like it sucks for Sheena. Like Sheena has been punished. And if she did punch her, like she's being punished for punching her. And if she didn't, then when the restraining order, you know, continues on its way, Sheena has witnesses, she says, who will test that she didn't punch her. But no, it sucks for Sheena. Like I, it really sucks. And it's honestly surprising 
if she didn't punch Raquel because even though everyone's going to come for Raquel, like Sheena and her were the, the closest. I think what they're trying to say is that Sheena didn't punch Raquel, but like she pushed her. Yeah. But Raquel maintains that this scratch on her eye is from Sheena. Yeah. And we saw the scar, like it's like a white little scar now. Yeah. We saw it on TMZ. We saw the picture that she allegedly took that night where it was like red and now it's like scarred over. So it's white. Right. I don't know. I don't know either. I just, I, what I do know is that I can't wait. Like I cannot wait. Cannot wait. But every episode that leads us to that is still just as shocking and yeah. juicy. I just hope Actually, that they, all the questions were asked and all the questions were answered. Yesterday, um, they were just playing old episodes of Vanderpump Rules on Bravo, and I was enjoying them immensely. It was uh, the year Brittany and Jax got married. And it's just, if you now, just like, we just know so much. And going back and watching, it's just, it's fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. fascinating. Uh, so then Andy also posted a video after the reunion saying that nothing was unsaid. It was very confrontational. And Andy's living for being at the center of this. Like, yeah. Bravo has not been so relevant in maybe, maybe ever, honestly, in the cultural zeitgeist. No, like, say, I would say, like, table flip. That was, yeah, like, maybe a cultural shift. But that's it, it over was, 10 but years Bravo, ago. But Bravo was still so unknown. Like, it's just, this is the biggest and best thing to ever happen to the network, and I think Andy is absolutely loving being at the center of it. Yeah, and I just hope that he was patient and mm -hmm. listened and asked all the questions that we need to know. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. Can't wait. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Uh, some drama between Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis in their custody oh. case. So things are getting really nasty between them, but Olivia Wilde has had a win. Olivia Wilde scored a big victory in her battle with Jason Sudeikis over child custody and child support because TMZ has learned a judge has just rejected his request to have the case moved to New York. So mm. Jason waged war with Olivia trying to remove the custody dispute from ca the California court to New York because New York is typically less generous with child support than California. Um. But on Thursday, New York magistrate Adele Alexis Harris handed down her decision that the court finds that it is in the interest of substantial justice that the party's child support petition be heard in California. It is a huge but costly move for Olivia. The Daily Mail obtained legal docs filed by Olivia Thursday and confirmed by TMZ in which her lawyers say, quote, while Jason can afford to spin his wheels with filing after filing, Olivia cannot. Jason should not be permitted to litigate Olivia into debt. I didn't realize that their financial situations was, were so different. Yeah, because she is really wait, successful. Wait, I, I find that shocking. He's much what I was wealthier before, than her. Yeah. Before you read that, I would say like, I was about to say, I can't imagine there's, you know, much to argue over child support. They're really on the same level. But how are they not? Like, what's their background? So, And by the way, doesn't Olivia have... A, Olivia has family money. Yes, Olivia comes from wealth, or I don't know what sort of wealth, but we know she comes from connections, but sometimes that doesn't mean like actual liquid dollars. And may, like, true. who knows that her parents are paying, like, I think that's irrelevant. Um, Olivia is very successful, but I feel like a lot of the things that she does are like independent projects. You know, yeah. she's a director, directs these movies that are very critically acclaimed, but not super commercially big successful. Budget. Like he is Ted Lasso. He yeah. does all these like big comedy movies. Those are the things that make money. When you think Weird about Miller's. it, it yeah. makes more sense that way. It does. He's much more like mainstream. And she's like an artist. Artist. No, you're totally right. Wow. I never thought of it like that. I, like she's low-key poor. I never thought of it like that. But they also might be framing it that way. Of course. So that he has to pay more in child support. No, of course. And so that like the judge knows like, you know, that could be a strategy from them too. Like he's doing all these filings and it's, a, you know, it's an attempt to bankrupt me. Yeah. And so also Olivia's lawyers wrote in the docs that they were scheduled to start working with a family therapist in California in mid-January. They, I thought things were coming down and we're going to be moving forward in a more amicable, respectful fashion. Instead, I learned on January 10th, 2023, that the entire time I was negotiating the parenting time schedule in California, Jason was plotting to proceed with the New York child support proceeding behind my back. Damn. I mean, they're very California. I think like there was no way they were ever going to get, they don't live in New York. Yeah. And by the way, those were the papers that she was served on stage. They stated that he was trying oh. to remove the custody case to New York. Anyway, so this is a win for her that it hasn't been moved, but it's just really sad that this is so nasty and ongoing. So bad. And that they're like bleeding and 
all so much money into like these legal proceedings like it's and by the way were they ever married or they were just taking like a long-term engagement I don't think that they were married yeah I mean I could just google it so that and still that's, custody, that would have been a whole other layer yeah, of divorce like alimony right they never tied the knot mm-hmm. this is crazy mm-hmm. crazy I feel like they just need to meet up and talk about it. I know. I feel like, you know, perhaps it might have been amical, but I definitely think the Harry Styles of it all like made it way worse because it just, it, it was so crazy. So you think he's mad, Jason? I think there's definitely resentment and I think it's, you know, manifesting itself in different ways. Jason is dating someone now and he seems like he has a nice. She started dating someone like so much more famous, so much younger, literally a week later. Yeah. Like, that's got to hurt. It's an ego thing. And these are celebrities. Yeah, that's true. And it's like, it's fucking Harry Styles. Like, kill me now. You think that's how Jason Sudeikis feels about Harry Styles? Uh, Not about Harry Styles necessarily, but like, you're a celebrity. There's so much ego involved when you're an actor. He's a star of a show, yada, yada. He's got the girl, yada, yada. And yeah, your girl goes out with somebody so much more famous than you, so much younger, so handsome. How can you not? I'm sorry, that's just no, human that's nature. That's human nature, and I feel like when it's women, it totally feels like that. But for me, like I think I'd rather date Jason Sudeikis than Harry Styles. Well, that's nice of you to say, but I don't know if many people would agree with that. Let, sound off in the comments. Who do you think is the bigger catch? Bigger catch. Like, no, or not even bigger catch, because that's... Well, no, that, when we're thinking, that's like, like who would I like to settle down who with? Who would yeah, you rather be with? Who would Turdy rather be with? I feel like Harry Styles. Yeah, of course. But I do also see your side. Like, if I'm really thinking about who do I want to settle down, have kids with, and live a long life with? Yeah, Jason Sudeikis, who's older, more mature, more settled down. Like, of course, I get it. Harry's, like, rock star, you know, cocaine. Like, I get it. Yeah. But if we're just talking about looks... Right, but... Are we ever just talking about looks, Turdy? No. And I feel like Jason Stegas probably has like an amazing personality. Like, I get it. Yeah, he's Ted Lasso. Yeah. P-Jom energy. Yeah. But I, 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 I might, that might be a hot take, that Jason Sudeikis. That's, by the way, thank <laughs> you. Thank you. That's a hot take. Let's just start pointing right. them out so people, we need to educate but these morons. But there's two different types of hot takes. One that's just like the unpopular opinion and two like, one that will get you canceled. <laughs> Yeah, of course, of course, of this course. This is just like something I don't think is, would be the popular opinion, but sound off in the comments. Yeah. yeah, there's really no bad choice when we're slowly choosing between these two. By the way, new season no, of Ted Lasso. No, there's no bad choice. And I, Harry Styles, I would, I would be so happy to date you as well. Right, I wouldn't kick him out of bed either. <laughs> there's the new season of Ted Lasso, which is so annoying because Ben's not home and he hasn't been home like for two weeks and I can't watch it without him and I'm so excited. It's when does it come out? It's out. Since when? Like two days ago. Shit, I should have watched it yesterday. Oh, shit. Yeah. I guess, I think Zach watches it too. So maybe we'll come together for it. Right. So on the night said Vanderpump isn't on. Vanderpump. He's obsessed. I know. You guys, Zach comes into the bedroom every night. Is Vanderpump on tonight? And then finally on Wednesday, like after we put Harry down, I was, he was so tired. And I was like, by the way, Vanderpump is on tonight. He's like, you're lying. I was like, no, <laughs> that's how like the channels work. So cute. So, so he's cute. obsessed. So that's been that's been nice. Did you see um, Talon? I think from Old Laguna Beach. He like did a TikTok video talking about how the Vander scandal has brought him and his wife together. Like, oh how they, no, I didn't see that. Oh, like it's just they talk about it all the time. Like, there's so many things right. to say. There's so many like podcasts to listen to. There is, and I feel like we don't. T- Zach and I don't talk about the things that are happening like off screen. He just like right. loves the show now. It's such a good show. It's such a good show. <gasps> Zach sees, you know, he sees quality. He does. Are and you, we love him for that. Are you ready for our next story, which is going to be no. some more quality content? No. 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 Why? Are you okay, Turdy Luya? No, I will bust. 
if I don't tell everyone that today's episode is brought to you by Fashion Pass. Mm. We have been Fashion Pass girlies for years, and if there was ever a time to sign up for Fashion Pass, it is now. With Fashion Pass, you get unlimited rentals, which is amazing because most of the clothing rental services out there only offer eight or ten items per month, which is just so limiting and something, if it doesn't fit or you don't love it, you're just out of luck. But with Fashion Pass, you can literally swap out your pieces as many times a month as you want. We were just talking about the fact that influencers are always having a new outfit. Remember, we're like, how do they do it? So many influencers use Fashion Pass. This is their secret because you save so much money because you're not buying clothes online all the time and they carry the best brands. For me, that's what sets Fashion Pass apart. Like I'm constantly seeing rental services that just have like Granny Smith moo-moos. Like it's just not the vibe. But they carry for Love and Lemons at Fashion Pass, Free People, Show Me Your Moo Moo, our favorite, Amanda Uppertshirt, so many more. Um, so the plan that we are on is the trendsetter plan. So you get four clothing items per order, but you can switch those um as much as you want. It's not like one order per month. So you basically just get new clothes every week. They ship really fast. They take care of dry cleaning. So you just send it back in the pre-labeled bag and they give you uh, your new items. So it couldn't be easier. One of our favorite parts is that if you love anything, you can buy directly from Fashion Pass, which saves you money because you can get anywhere from 30 to 60% off. And it's also just good. You know, you're not contributing to, you know, the endless consumerism of fast fashion. So you guys need to stop wasting money and start using Fashion Pass. If you go to fashionpass.com slash toast, use code toast at checkout, you'll get $60 off your first month. So you can try it for literally 29 bucks. That's unlimited rentals for just $29 with code toast. Today's episode is also brought to you by Vegamore. So we have tried everything to get that silky, strong, healthy hair. And when we say everything, we mean everything. So if you are tired of those ineffective hair treatments and are hungry to try something that actually works, give Vegamore a try like we did. It completely transformed our hair. Their clean and vegan approach to hair health uses smart botanicals to promote visibly thicker, fuller, longer hair. With help from Vegamore, you can get healthy, beautiful-looking hair without the harmful chemicals. All their products are cruelty-free and never contain potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. Jackie, I know you've been like very, you know, specific about what you've been bringing into your home, and you are obsessed with Vegamore. That's what I read about you on page six. I am. I'm in my clean girl era, and I had to swap out my shampoo and conditioner because they were not clean, especially in this pregnancy. Like, I really want to use as many clean, non-toxic products as possible, and luckily I had just gotten a shipment from Vegamore because we were going to try them out as a sponsor and I swapped over to them. I have not looked back. It's so amazing. And also knowing that I'm not putting fragrance in my hair, any parfum, anything, you know, hormone disruptors, anything like that. Like it's just, you get such peace of mind while also not changing the quality of your hair care. So Jackie's using the GRO Revitalizing Shampoo and Conditioner Kit. Yep. It's fabulous. I love their dry shampoo. Um, 91% of customers uh, say that they saw visibly thicker hair with Vegamore in just three months. So you won't want to run out. Give your hair exactly what it's been craving with Vegamore. Go to vegamore.com slash toast and use code toast to save 20% on your first order. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash toast. Code toast to save 20% off. Vegamore.com slash toast. Thank you, Claudia. I'm glad that you got that off your chest because I could tell it was bothering you. I feel better. You, It was really pent up, like bubbling beneath the surface. hundred percent. Our next story is some really great book to TV news oh, yeah. that we need to dissect because it's an ensemble cast and we've got some big names in talks for the Netflix limited series for the book. Oh, it's not a movie. Okay, I thought I just assumed it was a movie. No, this is so limited series. Like it a opens, per, it opens with the wedding weekend and a body yeah. in the water. Yeah. Who is it? Who did it? Right. So the book is The Perfect Couple by Ellen Hildebrand. Claudia and I have both read it. We love Ellen. This is like a, this book was more murder mystery than Ellen usually goes yeah. for. And it's such a great book. So if you want like a, a, a semi thriller, because it's like Ellen peaceful vibes with like yep. just like a murder hanging over it. Takes place on beautiful Nantucket. These of young course. beautiful people are planning their wedding. It's really, it's gorgeous. And I feel like they'll make it pretty. Oh my God, they'll make it so pretty. So I think it's ripe for a limited series. And here's who's in talks for it. Nicole Kidman, I imagine she would be playing the mother of the groom because mm -hmm. they're like, he's like a from a famous Nantucket wealthy right. family, the groom. Liev Schreiber, I'm going to say the father Her of husband, the groom. husband, right. Yep. Megan Fahey, Dakota Fanning, and Eve Hewson, who are all young actresses. So the two so they're, big they're, roles right, is are the bride. The bride, Celeste, and her yeah. friend Merritt. Merritt. Merritt, yeah. But Merritt, I always thought was brunette. So Eve I mean, Hewson. They could all change their hair. Yeah, and 
they they could all change their hair, but we have two blondes, and Celeste is definitely blonde. I feel like Megan Fahey is so the bride. Megan Fahey has to be the bride. She's so the bride. Like that's just so her. It's so her. She's so bridal. Yeah, and the bride is like kind of this like victim in a sense. Like everything's going wrong around her. Yeah, yeah, she is, but she's also not a little bit. If you think about like what she's been up to, I don't remember. I'll tell you offline. Um, so I'm really hoping Megan Fahey is a bride. There were some other ancillary characters, you know, like the the sister-in-law. Maybe that's Dakota Fanning. But these right. are also the names that were in talks. So maybe not everyone is confirmed. But Megan Fahey did post this article to her Instagram. Right. Thus which, confirming Thus confirming people. that she's in the movie show. No, I think it confirms that everyone's in it, honestly. like, And also a guy named Jack Rayner, who I don't know him. He looks like Nicholas Holt. And I imagine he's the groom. The groom. This is such like a random book for them to choose. I loved this book. Um, but I don't feel like it's a book that has like a particular cult following. But you know what? I think that's better because it's just a good plot for a TV show, you know? Yes. I don't think they need... It's not like a book that people are in love with in the sense that if they steer from the original plot a little bit, people will be so offended. It's just like good bones for a TV show. Because right, I don't even remember every aspect of the original plot. I just remember like, you know, the characters... Who did it? Sort of. I, don't, I remember I remember who done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I remember too. But um, it also will be directed and executive produced by Susan Beer, who did The Undoing. So oh, it should be good. I don't know. For me, Netflix doesn't have like an amazing track record with book adaptations. Like I didn't think Luckiest Girl Alive was that great. And maybe I'm just protective of it because it's one of my favorite books of all time. And I'm like one of those toxic reader fans. Mm -hmm. But I didn't think it was good. And I don't think a lot of people thought it was good. So I don't have like the, like there are some networks where like I know they're going to do good work um, with with an adaptation. And let me Netflix ask you something. What is a good book to movie or show adaptation of a book that you've read? Okay, I didn't read it though, but like I think Where the Crawdads was a great adaptation. It was, and I can say it, I read it, and it was. But of a book that you've read, because I feel like when you read the book, you, you always hate. You don't like the show because it, it there's it's never going to be apples to apples. Well, and, here by the way, I hated Daisy Jones and the Six, and I'm kind of liking the TV show. It's not amazing, but it's good. Okay, but of a book that but you I liked, hated the book. Uh, yeah. I need a book that you liked. I don't know. I feel like I actually haven't. I don't have a lot of experiences with books and movies. Like I either never read the book or they never made my favorite book into a TV show, you know? Yeah. All of the experiences that I've had with books to shows and where I've read the book, I did not like the show. Okay, I got one. I got one, but it's so random. <laughs> the Hating Game with Lucy Hale. No, that's good. Uh, I liked the book and I liked the movie. It wasn't a particularly, you know, thought-provoking piece of work either way it was just like a silly rom-com yeah it was good they were both good no it can be done it's not a, like a fait accompli that like it, it's gonna be a worse like a fait accompli like a a, a certain ending fait accompli is oh. it french it is no no i'm not correcting you i'm asking no no no. it is french i think let me google the fait actual translation are you saying like a complete fate yeah like a certain fate I'm obsessed. A fait accompli. It is a thing that has already happened or been decided before those affected hear about it. But leaving, like spell it for me. Leaving them with no option to accept it. F-A-I-T space A-C-C-O-M-P-L-I. Fait accompli. It's a fait accompli. So I don't think it's a fait accompli that a book is going to be a crappy movie or show. Yeah. I can cite a few examples even though I didn't read but like worldwide success for Harry Potter. Of course. And I don't think Harry Potter readers are like, the show is, the movie's Upset. crap. You're right. Game of Thrones also. Twilight. Twilight. And for me, Confessions of a Shopaholic. Forget that that was a book. Um, my, one of my favorite book series is ever. One of my favorite movies ever. Yeah. So it can be done. I'm really hopeful for The Perfect Couple, even though it's not my favorite book. So I feel like- no, It's no, almost it's, better. It's like a four-star read. Yeah, I, get, so I just actually checked this morning. It's better that you don't have so much invested in it. Like your whole yeah. life isn't on the line if it's not cast exactly how you wanted it. No, and it does feel like the type of show, given like Nicole Kidman and The Undoing Lady, that people will like just become obsessed with, not because of the book at all, but it's just a really good premise. It's like, it's kind of like in The Undoing. It was like, did she, didn't she? Did he, didn't he? Yeah. Who did it? And this is really just a whodunit. It's a good premise for a limited series like we there's a crime in the beginning and with the whole it's, it's like, like big, big little lies big little lies except i thought nine perfect strangers 
which was a book I intentionally didn't read so that I could enjoy, could enjoy the show. I thought the show was horrible. I never even finished it. I watched the first episode. I'm like, this is crap. It was absolute crap. Crap. Yeah. Anyways, this is exciting news. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I hope it all chugs along nicely. Mm-hmm. Looking forward. And I think this is also a really good, I think a lot of people have been wondering what's Megan Fahey going to do next? Like she had this breakout role. She's been kind of quiet, just like being a fabulous it girl, Ralph Lauren, Emmys, Oscars, whatever. And we were curious, what is Megan Fahey going to do next? And this is it. And I think this is great. No, and unfortunately, like in Hollywood, like if you're not, doing something on to the next, next unless you re- like once you've already reached a certain level like you could take some time off but like we need to know what's next no, for her your career is a series of moves and we needed to know her next move and this is a strong next move agreed Leah Schreiber Netflix undoing Nicole Kidman Dakota it's very it's premium it's a list it's perfect premium are you ready for our fifth and final story just some heartwarming yeah. news okay Mason Ramsey took a fan to prom and posted about it on TikTok and Reels. And it was really quite beautiful. So one of his fans commented, like, Mason, will you go to prom with me? And he was like, sure. And so he went to her house, picked her up. I forget. Um, she's oh, her name is Ella. Literally gorgeous. She's like, I gorgeous. never saw such a pretty 16-year-old. Age appropriate. Like, literally should. should be his girlfriend. So they took pictures. Her dad came out with a gun. You know, like, <laughs> you better take care of my girl. Uh, he had a nice Escalade for her. They went to prom. I'm dead. I'm dead. They went to pre-prom, took pictures with like all of her friends. Mason was very generous with his time, taking pictures with everyone. They went to the prom. They danced. Then someone else asked Ella to dance. So like Mason boogied the night away with everyone else at the school. Cause you know, why not? But then he took Ella home back to her father because he promised that he would. She had a curfew. But, like, the way I'm praying that these two are still talking. She's beautiful. Yeah. Um, he's really coming into his own. They kind of look like siblings, but, like, in a good way. Yeah, in the way that, like, you and Ben look like siblings. Right. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I'm obsessed. I love this. I feel like, I don't know if it's been intentional, like, as a strategy, but the way that Mason Ramsey has grown up very normally continue to release music and stay relevant and like post content to social media but not to the point where it's like sad or has been or too much he is being I don't know if he's being managed but if he is it's to perfection I feel like we talk about him once every six months like yeah because he does something viral intentionally viral but it like hits and goes viral in a good way it's all very sweet and good-natured content. Genuine. I think he d- does have management, and he's. I think he signed with good people when he rose to yodeling fame. I remember, like, Florida Georgia Line was working with him. I think yep. I think everybody really looked out for him, and, and he somehow landed with just, like, good people who are allowing good. him to live his life, grow up, and there is a big career waiting for him whenever yeah. he decides that he wants it. But, like, he's still only 16. Like, there's more school to be done. He works at Subway. Mm-hmm. He still... Well, he actually... He owns the Subway, but he works there, too. He still uh, probably lives with his grandparents. Like, I think this is all so good, and I look forward to whatever music he puts out one day because I think he's actually truly talented. Oh, but my God. I think in order to have a long, successful, illustrious career, these years are really important that he has, like, normalcy and is able to mature. I agree, and I think, like, when you boil it down to, like, you strip away, you know, the yodeling and the whatever – and he's extremely talented. And so much of the music that he puts out, I mean, that song, like, I actually cry when I hear it. On my way up the mountain, I want to look around and take in every sunset before it fades. As fast as I am going, I want to stop and smell the roses and make an every I have made on my way it's a beautiful song it's a beautiful song you guys should listen to it we whenever we talk about him we talk about this one song because he put out an ep of all good songs and also one of them went viral on tiktok uh before i knew it i was holding all the doors holding her hand getting off of work just as fast as i can calling you up calling what you're doing who before i knew it Right, so, and that's not even the best song on the album. The best song on the album is On My Way. And it's just a signal of what's to come for him. So I hope he 
graduates high school. He had said on Ellen he wanted to go to college. Remember, she laughed at his big dream of going to college. Fuck Ellen. That was really, by the way, when I was fucking done with Ellen. She was so nasty. Go back and watch that interview and just look at how condescending and like low-key rude Ellen was to the Yodel kid. Like, why? Yeah. No, because she was like, what do you, like, because she grants wishes, whatever, and his wish was to go to college. So fucking, what a pure answer. And shouldn't we be encouraging the youth to stay in school? She, like, mocked him. That really bothered me. Yeah, it bothered me, too. I obviously haven't forgotten about it. I hope he goes to college and then gets in the studio with FGL. Anyone else? He got close with Brian Kelly, not the points guy, of former Florida Georgia Line fame. Because he's like a big songwriter. In addition to being one half of FGL, he like writes a lot of songs for other Everyone people. Everyone who's successful in country music is also a big songwriter. Right. And he wrote some songs for Mason Ramsey. I think they were a really good duo. And I think, you know, Brian Kelly's like a good guy. He probably looked out for Mason. I hope they work together again. Yeah, I hope so too. But as I stated, it's all waiting for him. And this is a great segue to talk about some other country music that dropped today. Getting Old, the album by Luke Combs is here. How much have you listened to? I listened to it, I think, maybe almost all the way through while I was getting ready. But it was it was very much in, in the background. I didn't I wasn't focused. Yeah, I listened. I got up to my song Will Never Die. Oh, my God. By the way, I think I literally got up to the same. But it's a huge album. I think we're only halfway through. Oh, real? Oh, yeah. I forgot it's 18 songs. Let me see. And there were like definitely a few that immediately caught my eye. Yeah, like Hannah Ford Road. Mm-hmm. just popped off my songs will never die I loved and still oh I didn't even get to listen to the fast car shit I have been you waiting you have to listen in order Turdy Lou I know the way that Luke intended for Luke Holmes to release a cover of Fast Car by Tracy Chapman because that was like one of the first videos he ever did that went viral and it's like a song there's a few covers he does that are like really famous in Luke's stand-up mm-hmm. that's one of them Jack and Diane by Teddy Mellencamp's dad is <laughs> it's funny how like my initial I automatically said Teddy Mellencamp, not John Mellencamp. Yeah. Um Good for is her. one of his is Good one of his her. best covers. He's, I need him to release. John Mellencamp has become like a Nepo father. He's Literally. only he's only famous because of his daughter Teddy. Well these days, like, kind of. No, like, she no, was I'm just, kidding. I literally just saw an article about her this morning that she took her kids to a John Mellencamp concert. Yeah, no, her and her dad are close. It's really nice. And he is, like, America's sweetheart. John Cougar Mellencamp. Yeah. No, he's like, he's like a Bruce. He's like a Bruce, yeah. People are, obs- I feel like. But I think he eats three Bruce meals a day. Bruce is, like, East Coast, and John Mellencamp is, like, West Coast. Do you get that vibe? No. Oh, okay. I don't. Cool. But sound off in the comments if you do. Like, I could be wrong. I don't know that much about either of them. Life goes on long after the thrill of living is gone. I need Luke Holmes' cover. He, like, did it in a bar once, and it went, like, so viral. You guys need to watch it. And I need him. Like, next album, can't do, like, two covers on one album. I agree. So we got Fast Car. I need Jack and Diane. Okay. Tell him. I'm just putting it out in the universe. I, so I can't really give any full statements on my thoughts. It's incredible, but like I need to really marinate. Live with it. Yeah, I got to do a lot yeah. of driving this weekend so I right. can listen to it. Same. That's what I'm going to do today. I think there's some other music out, but like I can't focus on anything besides New music this. who? Luke Combs. New music comb day. It's gr- getting old day. So that is our show, our final one of the week. I hope you guys have an amazing weekend. Recover, rejuvenate, restore, heal. Because Monday's right around the corner. Like, not to be, like, such a, you know, a oh, fate. you're one of those. A fate of, what, honestly, Monday is a fate accompli. It's a fate accompli. So just, like, understand what's coming and live in the moment, okay? Like, WWNKD. What would Norma Kamali do? What would Nicole Kidman do? <sighs> Love you guys. What are you, you doing so this weekend, Turdy Lou? Just being alone. Oh. Yeah. I'm sorry, I asked. Yeah, you should be. Okay. No, I'm having dinner with Brian tonight, so that's something. Yeah, that's cool. Going somewhere fabulous. Yeah, of course. And you're not being alone. You're taking care of Theo. That's why you I'm have to care stay of Theo. home. And I'm taking care of me. Turdy's number one. Always. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Toast the Millennial Morning Show where we deliver the fast-life stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching on YouTube, please don't forget to subscribe because video thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts. We're on podcasts. We're on Spotify. 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 We're on